gozaimasu. It's Zach Langley-Chichi. I'm so sleepy. This is the earliest I've ever woken up to do the podcast. It's 7.30 in the morning, which is really bizarre for me. Um, and today we are talking about the magic of friendship and a very special anime called Madoka Magica. And I'm here with a great guest, one of my favorite people in the world. Who are you? I'm Big Ava. You've been here before, but um, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing, Ava? Um, I'm in grad school. I spend a lot of time crying. I have a cat right now. Um, I just made some waffles and had a biscotti because I was really hungry. And you're reading Kant. Oh, I hate him. I truly, truly hate him with all of my bones. Um, I already asked you before, but just mm-hmm. because that was my second least listened to episode of all time. Uh, why are we friends, Ava? Um, we were friends because an ex-boyfriend of mine knew that we both liked Drag Race and decided to introduce us. Um, he regretted that. I would say it's probably one of the major reasons we broke up. Yeah. Um, and the rest is history. Zach is my, uh, my soulmate. Um, father of my children, and what else? Yeah, our planned baby, Marina and the Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> I've been pregnant for years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, your uh, ex-boyfriend, I miss having him around because it was kind of funny to have, like, the third party <laughs> there to torture. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've never heard you say that about him before. Um, now I have nostalgia for him. Like, do in, you? I do. Honestly, I had some recent nostalgia for that as well, but then I, like, really remembered, and the nostalgia's gone. I liked his grody house. Oh, it was so foul. That's not even the worst. I have to show you. Hang on. Let me text it to you right now. Okay. I have to show you the bathroom of this gentleman. Was it some Tinder guy? No, 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 no. Who? Bleep this, please. Okay. Just in case. I met him in a bar. You want me to bleep that you met him in a bar? I want you to bleep the whole thing about me being a whore. No, I'm going to include. I'm gonna keep it in. <laughs> okay, well, I guess my mom's not listening to this one. <laughs> okay, I'll send it to you. The worst part is it didn't even have a door. It had a curtain. A curtain? Mm-hmm. In a man's house? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's kind of Chad, though. Don't you think? He, he was, yeah. I mean, yeah, He, you would have liked him. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. The Safeway bag on the floor. Isn't that fucked up? Oh, my God. I don't think he's ever washed that toilet either. Go no. off, King. It looks like he's pees on the floor. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, God. Wait, when was this? Right when I first moved here. Oh. Oh. Good lord. Um, okay, so let's take some stock of some recent I'm So Popular narrative threads that are going on. Um, okay. Because I just finished what was initially supposed to be a Tokyo trilogy of uh, three episodes about Japanese art, but then I had to split the YMO episode in half because it was too long. Um, and my, uh, my, <laughs> my Spotify, sorry, my podcast provider only lets me like upload like uh, 120 megabytes of audio per oh. episode. 
so I couldn't. Anyway, that turned out to be a Tokyo quadrilogy, and then I had a guest cancel on me this week, and we're talking about Japanese art again, so I guess that that uh, is still going. I just signed up for the gym, so I've been tweeting about that a lot, and now I'm a little gay member of Anytime Fitness. How Lynchian of you. How very Lynchian of me. <laughs> I put it was... <laughs> It was funny, right as I saw that story that you posted, I was listening to the Twin Peaks soundtrack while I was going for like my little morning walk to uh, like I like to go sit in the park for a while and contemplate my existence. Mm -hmm. And I was going for my little morning walk and listening to the Laura Palmer theme when I saw that story. And it's really just further proof that you and I are um, psychically linked. Yeah, because I posted on my boy Instagram that I had my Anytime Fitness membership approved. And I put the Twin Peaks theme song on top of it. Yes, I feel like there's something very, like, Inland Empire or, like, Mulholland Drive of me going to the gym. Also, gyms are really, like, liminal spaces or something. <laughs> I've never set foot in a gym, so I wouldn't know. You're still so skinny. Look at that. Oh my god, you got skinnier. I did, yeah. Um, well, I also, I refuse to lift anything heavier than my cat so that my arms will never have any definition to them. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> all right. I have biscotti in my throat. <clears throat> oh, my God. This is such an auditory oh my God. experience. So <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get, like, a nice little ASMR moment. Yeah. Of me choking on some biscotti and then having a sip of water um yeah but i don't lift anything over 15 pounds um because i want my arms to say stay like supple and delicate mm -hmm. wayfish uh, power wave if you will power wave i will ava oh <laughs> cute yeah this is the first time we've uh, talked with like cameras on in a long time. I know. I wanted to see your little face. I miss your I always just call you. Or text uh, usually... me on LinkedIn. Oh my god. Yeah, because at work I have to have my... I, have to, I like can't be looking at my phone. Or at least like I, I do a lot, but no one seems to mind. But anyway, to be able to specifically talk to Ava all day, I have my LinkedIn open. I just message her <laughs> on my LinkedIn all day. I think it's really an iconic thing that we do that we talk on LinkedIn like I don't know it makes me feel like I'm you know somehow important and business like no I like it because um it reminds me of instant messengers from like 2006 or something like did you ever use like AIM mm, no I used like whatever hotmail's messenger was mm -hmm. once but I had like I was pretty sheltered as a kid that's good. I mean, you yeah. still turned out a freak, but I, like, honestly, I really could have used some internet supervision. Mm. Yeah. I, the, the, the things I did on Tumblr, in particular, well, Tumblr it's, like, was so high disturbing. School. I was on right. Tumblr in high school. I just, before high school, um, I wasn't really online. Yeah. Not like I mean, kids nowadays. Marina and the Diamonds, she will never, ever have Never have, have a smartphone. I have been planning this, like, my... I don't, I'm probably never going to be a parent at this rate until, like, we do get inevitably married. But, um, like, I will not give my baby a smartphone until they're, like, a sophomore in high school. That's actually around the time I got one. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the best thing to do. Can you imagine? Yeah. I just cannot imagine having well, a smartphone in I didn't middle until school. I was, it was when I was a senior in high school. 
I mean, I think they didn't even have iPhones until I was like halfway through middle school. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I think, yeah, I was in middle school when smartphones started to become a thing. Yeah. It's unholy, honestly. Like It is. I think my kid will um, never be allowed on the internet. I'm going to, sorry, we're going to have to like move to Amish country and raise our child to churn butter. Yeah, I mean, at this rate, I just cannot imagine like having a child that like plays like Fortnite is on like their little switch all all day and then like goes into their phone as like a little like internet bitch and like <gasps> makes TikToks. I have to tell you a funny story about Fortnite, but you're going to have to not include it on the podcast. Why? Uh... Because if you want me to promote the podcast at all, it can't be. I don't need you to do that anymore. Okay, I'll tell you later. Oh, come on. I'll tell you later. You can't just dangle little you, carrots. I don't need you to promote the podcast anymore, Biggie. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, Mr. Famous over here. You're literally dangling a little carrot in front of me, and I'm going to have to wait another, like, 80 minutes to get what I want. Or you could bleep it out. Or you could just say it, and then I'll say I'll bleep it out, and then I won't. No. I, I don't trust you. Ugh. Anyway. Okay, so we're going to talk about friendship. Um... I think that the first, you were the first guest I ever tried to have on the show, but your audio, like, sucked, and it was not very good. <laughs> we recorded um, it three times, and then you gave up on me. I did, and I said, yeah. never mind, and then I chose Miku as my first guest, um, which is actually an episode you can't hear anymore, so unless you've, like, been oh. with the uh, podcast for a long time, that narrative thread is missing. Maybe one day I'll make it available again, but uh, I got scared. Is our, off- is our mm-hmm. episode still available? Yeah, I've only deleted two episodes. It was the first two because I revealed too much uh, personal information mm-hmm. on them. Like, my last name was on them or something. And uh, I got really paranoid and manic, like, in March of this year when that one website began to post things about me. Mm. That was my blog. Yeah, it was Ava's blog. <laughs> <laughs> I started talking shit about Zach on my uh, Gossip Girl-style blog. Yeah. It was just called um, Gossip Zach. I, you, I Honestly, now that I don't have, like, the threat of like my day job of like having to be like a moral paragon i'm pretty okay with saying whatever and not feeling so conscious about it i'm not in the same boat as you there so why because i work in academia oh yeah but like who cares (laughs) you care you'll be fine in any case i mean you already already revealed the dirty toilet anyway women shouldn't be allowed to vote and I stand by that. <laughs> I agree. Um, anyway, yeah. So you were the, initially the first guest, and then yeah. that didn't work. But um, that was actually the topic of the lost first episode that we did was um, our friendship. Yeah. So do you still have that recording? I don't know. Maybe I do. I yeah. haven't gone looking for it, but it might be somewhere. Yeah, that'd be cute. Actually, no, I totally do, because it would be on that um, podcasting surface I, I use that we oh, recorded it on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was what, was what fried the audio, I think. Rest anyway. Yeah, I think I still have it. But yeah, our friendship. Um, this is another, like, folksy, cute episode in the uh, continuing story of Zach Lee Chi-Chi on I'm So Popular. Um, we have been friends for four years. Yes. Five? Four. No, four. Our four-year friendiversary actually just yeah. occurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of 
that friendship, only a year of it was spent in person, and the rest has been conducted over um, multiple time zones, an entire ocean, and what, you've ended two relationships in that time? Teehee! <laughs> Fun and crazy girl! <laughs> but one of them was ended on you, and the other one you <laughs> Well, okay, to be fair, though... I was already in, you have to say it like I was already in the first one when I met you. It's not like, it's not like I have entered and ended two relationships. Right. Yeah. 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 What do you think makes our friendship special? Honestly, I was trying to think about that because it is really wild that like we haven't seen each other in person in like three years. But Mm -hmm. I think that like, I don't have to ever tell you anything. You just already know it. And there is not another person in the, I think there's some, we have some kind of psychic linking because there is no other person in the world quite like you. And also I think it was a little bit destiny for us to be friends, like because of our moms, you know? Yeah. Like Zach's mom <laughs> for the re- record is a Gemini. I too am a Gemini. You are a Leo and my mother is a Leo. I also have always had, like, inclinations towards, like, very slender, like, short women with long hair. Hmm. Yeah. all of my best friends. Maybe I'm, like, the final boss of that type of girl, and so... You've lasted the longest. I better be the... (laughs) Better have, yeah. And I don't have a replacement for you in Japan. I've never... Like, Kanan is, you know, a very dear friend, but she doesn't hit the same nerve that you do. If anyone does, I'll kill her. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't... also that you and I are extremely, both extremely stubborn. Oh, and I credit the tattoos. Mm. We got oh, matching, yeah. Yeah, we got matching tattoos right before Zach left for Japan. And so I think that, like, if I'm ever, like, a little bit mad at you or you're being annoying or whatever, my brain is like, can't stop being friends with Zach. You got matching tattoos. You're in it for life now. I also have so. never been annoying and you've never been mad at me. <laughs> that too, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, um, I very, very seldom, the one time I've ever been annoyed with Zach, we'll put it that way. What was it? I don't know. I don't remember either. I remember oh, one oh, time. Oh, I do, oh. actually. Oh, what was it? You're going to make me say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear Ryosuke? it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you'll bleep that one out. I won't. I have already said his name on the show. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that was the guy who uh, was cheating on his boyfriend with me, and I had this uh, Lana Del Rey relationship with him for, like, three months. <laughs> I feel like it was, like, two years. At least it took two years off my life. Yeah. Ugh, and then you didn't even get it when I was, like, uh, infatuated the other guy thereafter. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that happened at a time where I was, it, like, was right off the, the tail of... Oh, yeah, and also that was right after your relationship ended Mm -hmm. with boyfriend number one. No, it was right after my relationship with boyfriend number two began. No, no, that's not correct. Oh, yeah, I guess Because it was the fall I first got to Japan, and you had broken, or you had been broken up with, like, because I remember you called me while I was on the Shinkansen de Mie. Do you remember? Yes, so... Ryosuke started then. The other yeah. one. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right yes. when that was. Yeah. Oh, my God. Actually, I just remember with boyfriend number two, I remember talking to him about this guy on the phone. Wow, that is so surreal. How sad. Very sad. 
Um, I just um, the because they're getting t- some oh. really great Zach and Ava lore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm happy to just uh, relish. That. I mean, I've said this multiple times, but the initial point of the show is just to bring people on and have people lavish in my presence. So <laughs> that's what we're doing. I love lavishing in your presence. Yeah, I also think um, I've only been annoyed with you one time. And I don't even remember why it was, but I was on the phone with you, and, like, you were, like, being, like, annoying and doing that thing. It's like, I'm sleepy. And I was, like, trying to, like, emote on the phone, and you kept doing that. And I was like, ugh. And I just, like, hung up the phone on you. Oh, I remember that. I was really stressed. Yeah. yeah. And I was really annoyed. And then uh, two seconds later, I called you back, because I was like, sorry, that was rude. Aww. Yeah, but any even, even when we're annoyed, we have matching tattoos and... I'm too stubborn to stop being your friend because now we have matching tattoos. Honestly, the gall and, like, confidence we ran at getting the matching tattoos is kind of unbelievable. We, like, planned that the night before. Oh, my God. I think we had kind of mentioned it before, but then we just, like, went and did it. I, I, I have no memory of us talking about it before we did it. I remember you came to stay with me, and we were like, we should get tattoos. And it was mm-hmm. my first—it was actually my first tattoo— Except for the stick and poke. Yeah, my first real tattoo. Yeah. And the man had to hold me down because I kept trying to roll away. Squirming. I love those pictures of you. You look really slender in them. <laughs> Thank you. Look at this. What? <laughs> oh, cute. Do people ever ask you about the tattoo? Well, I have it in kind of a hidden place. I mean, so... but, you know, when people do see it. <laughs> you know who just asked me that was my mother anyway um, (laughs) yeah I get a lot of questions about it and I just say it's a symbol of friendship between me and my bestie oh that's cute I always say the same thing because I get embarrassed to say it's an anime tattoo I do too yeah sometimes I'll tell people it's an anime tattoo depends on like my relationship to them but yeah, it's it's very embarrassing, but like when people see it at like the bar when I was in Nagoya, I'd always be like, "Oh, this is like a tattoo I got with my friend before I came to Japan. It's like a symbol of our undying love for each other." And then some people would be like, "That looks familiar," and then I'll tell them what it is. But oh, nobody, nobody who has seen my tattoo has seen Madoka. Yeah, but that makes sense. Something you mentioned earlier that I think is a really oh. The air conditioner is really loud. Hmm. Whatever. Um, is uh, our moms. We have very mm-hmm. special relationships with our moms that I think also bonds us together. And our moms are both like really uniquely special people. <laughs> Do you remember when your mom came into my work and... Oh, I, was, I think about that like every other week in trauma. <laughs> His mom came into my work and I had like a line of customers and she stood by the front. Does your mom listen? Mm. I'm not gonna say anything bad. I just I don't I don't think she, maybe she does like, sometimes. She says that she does. I don't really think she does, and I hope she doesn't. And I always tell her not to listen to some of the episodes. Okay. Anyway, um, she st- stood next to me and chatted to me the entire time, which was really sweet about how she wished that Zach was straight so we could marry each other. Oh my god! And that was like when I was like uh, working in the prison, and I had they had a really long day, and I like got back from yeah. like the you know eight hours in the prison or whatever, and uh, I went to go see you, and she was there as expected, and she was like, "Oh, did you just smoke? I would smoke too after prison." I was like, "Mom, please leave, let me live," and then. She, um, 
she like went to the bathroom or something and you're like she has been talking to me about how we should be married for like 45 minutes <laughs> little does she know we'll get married anyway i know it really is shaping up that way and then i love your mom as well yeah my mom is an absolute star of a woman yeah, yeah. i think she's so fabulous I especially like the stories you tell me about her being not PC at work. <laughs> I am not repeating those. I don't want her to get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. I won't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom's a sweet angel. I, I like feel myself okay. turning. Do you feel yourself turning more and more into your mother every day? Oh yeah, I think about it all the time. Honestly, like my mom is like such like a faded queen. Like I I know I'm gonna be like her when I'm forty. I'm like basically like her now in my relationship with Kazu. I start to notice like myself doing things that my mother and my grandma do. And what did you say? Hmm. Interesting. Oh, like what your mom does? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, know how. Like, I've I mean, picked up her habits. I've picked up her, like, neuroses and mannerisms. Mm. Yeah. The, especially my grandma as well. Like, my grandma would always call me Crystal Aaron Brooklyn Ava. Like, she would cycle through all of the female cousins before she got to my name. In her brain, she'd cute. be like, how are you doing, Crystal Aaron Brooklyn Ava? Like, couldn't <laughs> ever figure it out. And I did that the other day. I was, I don't remember who it was I was trying to talk about, but I called somebody, like, Matt, Emiliano, Zach. And then, like, finally got to whatever the actual name was. I don't think you ever called me Emiliano by mistake, but if you did, I would be so furious. I don't think I ever have. But if you do, oh I've my God. definitely called Emiliano and Connor by each other's names before. That's fair. And then I have definitely called Matt and Emiliano by each other's names before. I would do that too. Can we ever um, reflect on some of our little favorite friendship moments? Yeah. Okay. I think one of my all-time favorites was right when we had just become friends and I had been watching, like, Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube videos or something and, like, we met up to get, like... I think we went to Caspian, like, for dinner or something. And I remember um, where we always used to smoke, which is outside of the stoop with... um, (laughs) Right on the... um, Either on the stoop of the stoop or in the parking lot, like, right next to it. And um, I remember saying to you, we've become quite little good friends haven't we no you said we become quite close haven't we <laughs> it was the most i don't know um, why i thought it was so funny i thought it, it, it was just merely true it was but i've never had somebody like you know tell me that before mm-hmm. well i i keep very um mentally tangible stock of where I am with my friendship. This is something keep, we both do. Yeah, I keep physical stock. We make the lists. Yeah. 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 I we have both a board. Ha- you have the board now, but I used to have my list that I haven't updated, which was my top 10 and bottom five, which I used mm-hmm. to terrorize my friends by um, anytime they did something I didn't approve of. Like when Peter called me obtuse, um, <laughs> I would deliberately tell them that like they're plummeting in the list and i would update other friends about their rankings and <laughs> create little like evil like psychodramas all the time i just had this shit list until you put me onto the top 10 and bottom five and now mm-hmm. i have a whiteboard where it has it's four quadrants and it's love and hate on the vertical axis and on the horizontal axis it's indifferently and passionately mm-hmm. and so then like for example zach is in the love passionate con uh, quadrant and uh who can i say that's not controversial this one guy michael from my russian poetry class like two Mm -hmm. years ago is in the passionate hate quadrant (laughs) 
This is the most evil, vindictive, like, feminine thing in the world. <laughs> it truly is. The hate board is fun. It's, I was telling one of my friends was giving me shit for it, and I was like, everybody has a hate board. They just keep it inside their heart. Why am I such a freak? Because I put it out into the world. It's actually, like, probably better for me because I'm not holding on to it. I'm releasing it. You're only making it physical and then posting it above your bed. I saw where it is. It's You wake up and you look at who you passionately hate. Um, that's another thing I think we have in common is that we're both very evil, I think, we're for the most part. We're both very, very spiteful little bitches. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Very vindictive. Um, yeah. <laughs> And especially, like, when we were in college and we had, like, um, similar groups of, like, friends running around, we kind of, like, both despised, like, the same people and were, like, constantly yeah. bitchy about them together. Well, I think maybe that's why boyfriend number one didn't like us, because we were kind of mean to him. I think we were really mean to him. Yeah. yeah. When we would speak Whatever. Japanese in front of him. <laughs> and then he, like, deliberately asked you to stop doing it, and we continued doing it anyway. Well, I was helping you practice. <laughs> <laughs> see this is um kind of like the the evil dynamic of like a a hag and, and her gay best friend like they can do good for each other or they can like really bring out the absolute worst in each other and, well i um, think oh yeah go ahead no you go ahead well i think the other trouble with our friendship or not trouble i i see this as a plus yeah. some people might not but i think we definitely have like a very like you won't do it kind of dynamic going on where like, I think that's what happened with the tattoos. We were like, there's no way you'll get a tattoo, a matching tattoo with me. And then we had to prove each other wrong. And so we did it, you know, I guess that could be true. We're very susceptible to reverse psychology. I think maybe so. I don't know, but I just find, uh, I find it really funny because it's like, uh, the D.H. Lawrence, like women in love dynamic, which is like finding a new way where like, uh, like the gay Asti like makes, uh, uh, you know, a new beautiful life with a heterosexual woman instead of, like, giving into the heterosexual impulses of society. Um, and, like, of course, that can be beautiful, but it can also be, like, fascist and evil and terrifying, which is, I think, more where we fall. At least when we were in person. I think since we've been um, divided into the cyber realm by our distance, I think we've been much more peaceful, perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. I think if you were here, I would be a lot more chaotic. But Oh, uh, God. If I was in with you in person during, you know, breakup with boy number two, oh, my Lord. I think I'd hate you. I'd be so spiteful. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Wait, do you remember, speaking of chaotic Zach and Ava moments, I'll reminisce on one of my personal favorites, was when I was borrowing my former roommate's car to drive us to Michael's. And, and I drove I, it? No. Oh, that was to... chaotic, too, but... I had to pull over because he wouldn't stop trying to beep the horn and catch on men. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to get us in trouble. I had to be the voice of reason. I love to beep the horn in other people's cars. I, I know you love to beep the horn in other people's I just, cars. I was doing this to Kazu like a few months ago and he never finds it funny. He like hates it so much. And I find it to be so delightful and amusing. <laughs> Uh, and then one time we did drive your roommate's car when I only had a learner's permit. Do you remember that? Which roommate? Don't say it. Mouth it to me. Oh, did I really let you? Ooh. Yeah, you really did. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to McDonald's um, where we used to play Fukuwaon and like, what else? Discordo, Discordo. 
Yeah, yeah. Discord out. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time actually no i won't you you don't want this just story. do it whatever when i came over to your house that one time after you saw eduardo and you had to run up the stairs i don't remember this huh because you had just bottomed for eduardo and you were in discomfort oh that yeah and there was a one time that he came on your pillow oh yeah and then i took yeah. the picture of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, then, not even my pillow. It was my roommate's. So it was like the, it was the couch pillow. <laughs> I matched with this guy on Tinder and we were going to stage a, a, a fake date. But that was yeah. just too maniacal and evil. We couldn't even go that far. You you chickened out. We were going to. I did. Want, you didn't it was want despicable. Stop, you didn't want him to stop like sleeping with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just despicable to. <laughs> But I mean, this is um, kind of the beauty of our friendship. Is just plummeting to the bottom of a uh, homosexual assy evil and see where it goes. <laughs> it can't go anywhere. It can only go somewhere fun. <laughs> Hi, baby. You look cute today. What did you say? You look cute today. I like your outfit. I'm not wearing this to work. I. This is just merely the, um, like, sweatpants and stuff I had around when I woke up well, this like morning. This a nice one. Oh, thanks. It's my mom's. She um, got it when she was working at Club Med. Oh. She okay. saw someone. She saw a woman wearing it. And she said, "I love that shirt so much. I will give you anything for that shirt." And so she uh, paid her like fifty bucks for it, and then like traded shirts with her on the beach. Oh my god! I wanted to do that. I saw this girl walking with her son, and the woman was wearing this like giant T-shirt, like way too big for her, and it had like in glittery Comic Sans letters, like "I heart Jesus." Oh, I bet she would have given it to you. Yeah, it looked like she had not a lot of shirts, you know? Oh, well, in that case, maybe not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one other thing I wanted to say about our friendship really briefly is that you're responsible for me smoking as much as I do. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I smoked, I like, a fun. little before we met. I was mostly vaping, and then I was hanging out with you, and you had, like two packs a day well because you were my supplier i couldn't buy them <laughs> remember oregon changed the law the for law yeah to, oh yeah. my god you and your boyfriend having to buy cigarettes for you both all the time well, he turned 21 like a month after i met you Ugh, it was like two months after i had there was a time period where i had to do that all the time and i still had to buy you cigarettes after that too yeah because he sucked and wouldn't buy them for me Oh, God. I remember I used your card on multiple occasions or his card to buy you cigarettes. Yeah, you always got chippies. I did. Salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> My favorite snack in the world. And sometimes when I really miss you, I will have a little baggie of salt and vinegar chippies. Well, that's a good uh, entrance into today's main topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like um, 
it's for, I always find like these kind of episodes really cute and charming when I do them because it's like everyone who uh, is like, oh, like I'm based in red pill, like I'm the, a Twitter personality. It's like then they have to like listen to like me like reminiscing with my cute little friend about like, <laughs> us buying cigarettes in Eugene, Oregon. But it's actually a really good introduction um, and necessary context because um, I think I showed this to you did we watch all of it together we did we watched all of it together and rebellion Mm -hmm. i think we watched it together two times because we also watched it with emiliano and connor yeah we did and emiliano was on the podcast to do my rape movie episode several months ago like back in march or april or something well and we watched it together all the time like i would come over and we would just watch it yeah um and of course what we're talking about is the 2011 Maho Shoujo Madoka Magica, and uh, in English it's known as Madoka Magica. It's a magical girl series, and actually, I usually don't do this for shows or the art I talk about, but this is one that if you're, like, at all interested in watching, you should watch with as little knowledge going in, uh, because a lot of the shock value is actually really upsetting and it's best not to know what kind of tone you're going in for before you watch it so um podcast off now for the first time maybe on this show ever i will say you have to you should watch it before (laughs) before i mean it doesn't like really lessen the show really like it still stands on its own without knowing the um with knowing like what happens but it is a a really special experience if you don't know so if you've ever been interested it's really short it's 12 episodes and a movie it's very watchable so i would recommend that but this is a series about the darkness and sublimity of female friendships and is a totally upsetting and disturbing piece of artwork that really moved my soul horrified me and uh is a formative mark of our friendship because we got its emblems tattooed on us forever as a bond of our own friendship. Indeed we did. What yeah. did, what was appealing to you about Madoka when we watched it? Cause you don't even like anime very much. I don't, I don't. The thing with anime for me is like, I don't like it or dislike it more than any other TV show. Mm-hmm. I feel like people who are like anime is better than any other kind of TV show are freaks because yeah, so many different kinds. Um, there's a couple I do like, but generally, like, I tend to like shitty reality TV. Like, if I'm watching TV, I want to, like, turn my brain off. Um, no, likewise. But Madoka, for me, like, really hit the mark of, like, because my friendships are the most important things in the world. There are, Zach is one of the many, not many, there's not too many people I would <laughs> put a bullet for easily, like, in a heartbeat. I would have your babies and everything. And... So the friendship aspect of it really f- hit home for me, but also um, I really liked the art style is very cool. And I also just found it very compelling with um Okay. Can I spoilers now? Okay. Yeah. We are. Yeah. We already you warned. I've not thing. watched Madoka Magica. Stop listening to me right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh, right. Uh, the whole thing about, um, your grief kind of being the thing that makes you special, but then drives you to this point of complete desolation felt really, um, really poignant to me. That really. Absolutely. No, I think, um, I like you really value my friendships and 
I think that the relationships you form with other people is like the most important artistic endeavor of your life. And, mm-hmm. you know, creating bonds is like what continues the human experience and like what has like defined masses of cultures like shifting on top of each other is the way that we interact with one another, which is, you know, why I uh, put so much like importance in sex, but also like in friendships as well. And this is the only series I've ever seen that really portrays, like, the depth and seriousness of, a, you know, a deep, like, codependent friendship. And also, like, a lot of its terror as well. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the only other thing that's ever, like, brisked that for me is, like, HBO Girls. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I, you still owe me an entire season of a TV show. I know, because you said like if you entire... rewatched, you said if you re- would watch Girls, I would watch whatever you said, and then you said Killing Eve, and I just haven't done it yet. I didn't decide Killing Eve. Oh God, you're gonna make me watch something really terrible. I think I'm gonna make you watch Scandal just to be a bitch. Oh. Oh, God damn. But you did watch Girls and you loved it because I was right, as usual. I did like it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the um, friendships in Madoka also aren't, like, your run-of-the-mill, just a general quick bond with somebody. It's, like, a the kind that guts you in the chest and mm-hmm. you feel, com- like, how I felt when you moved to Japan. Hmm. Um, completely... <laughs> uh, lost at sea without the other person yeah for context the show is a magical girl anime which people probably most closely associate with stuff with like sailor moon and the initial veneer of it is very innocent it's it pretends to be kind of a run-of-the-mill anime about magical girls banding together to fight evil and they all have the really charming costuming. There's, like, a really, like, quaint and, like, cute, like, a uh, German, like, theme. And they all have, like, cute little, like, German-inspired dresses. Like, it's all very, like, charming and adorable. Um, they make contracts with a cute little cat creature named Cube. And uh, as the series goes on, it kind of reveals that the initial veneer of what um, seems to be a, a wholesome thing is not so much because in the fourth episode mommy gets her head chomped off and you realize that like death is real Hmm. well not only that death is real but that like she was her death is so horrific to watch like her body just like dangling there like i just rewatched it over the last like i skipped a couple episodes here and there but i just rewatched all the good parts the last couple days and yeah, I forgot how, um, like, what's the word? Gruesome her death is. Yeah, when and she gets bit and her body is dangling there, it's like. Well, you have the, yeah, the fr- cute mm. colors of the witch, too. The cute, like, witchy colors are still going. Yeah, because the, yeah. the witches, which are like the menace that they're supposed to be fighting, they're all like designed in a really like cute way like the the big factor of this is like the european like art style which is like really like ornate and has like lots of like charming little patterns that you would like imagine to be on like someone's like later hosen or something yeah and they, they, they eat like cupcakes and they're really cute and then this one just like bites this girl in half yeah it's quite quite gruesome yeah there's a big tone shift and from that tone shift, it just gets continually, like, more upsetting in really complicated ways. Um, you realize that the soul gems that they use for their powers actually, like, house their entire, like, consciousness inside of it. And their bodies have been, like, reduced to like, living little androids. Um, and 
the four main girls of the series, which is uh, Maruka, Sayaka, Mami, and Kyoko, and of course Homura as well, so five, yeah. they, um, they all start with like a really innocent friendship, and that is also like revealed to be more disgusting as well. When they make the contract and get their, they mm-hmm. get to make one wish, and it just gets a... It just keeps, like, revealing, like, more, like, truths behind it that you wouldn't expect for an anime. And so the subversion is probably, like, the most, like, famous part of the show. But what I find so compelling is that, like, the subversions are, like, all really, like, true to, like, the nature of, like, friendship. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it's about, like, uh, depression as well. That that was, I was going through a really rough time when you first showed it to me. And I think that's why it was uh, really has such a deep, special place in my heart, but they, they all kind of trying to take care of each other while they're all falling apart. It's quite beautiful. That's why I also like bonded with Ava so much is because I was really unhappy and dissatisfied when I first watched it. And I think I was like in a better place when I watched Madoka, but nonetheless, like the sort of like drive it has for like, mm. Ava the anime. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> Sorry, you just like, when I first bonded with Ava, and then when I watched Madoka. Continue. <laughs> when you when you when you were in Japan, didn't like people call you like Ava, like because yeah, it's like the same Evangelion. phonetic katakana, right? Yeah, yeah. So cute. So cute. Ava no Ava. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know. This is like really um watching like their drive and i think like the the moment that the series like really cemented it itself as like completely genius to me is when we are finally revealed like what the nature of the magical girls is and Kyube, like the charming little alien cat is like actually a terrifying monster and like reveals that magical girls are just a farm for like emotional discord and like them being like upset and going through turmoil is like an energy source for like these little alien cats and when uh Kyube like compares like human girls to the cows that he milks for like drama and like in order to power his civilization like in infinite time loops is so disturbing it is do you, do you ever think sometimes i think about that like when i'm sitting in my bed like sobbing uncontrollably over some t- really trite thing I'll like look over at Pushkin and wonder if he's like harnessing my emotional turmoil to like power his alien farm. He absolutely is. Yeah. Pushkin is my cat (laughs) for everybody, for all the listeners out there. What I really like about that concept too, is that it is like fundamentally like critical of anime, which is really stakeholded like in that mode of like torturing specifically like female characters, like for like the, for entertainment. Uh, for entertainment and also like as like emotional praxis for people to like understand themselves through um yeah. and i think of course like that's my favorite i love watching like women tortured on film and yeah. like, i'm that's- i love seeing women like in trouble so it's like of course i completely get it but it's like it's a really true impulse that it's like the unique emotional realm of women that is like so high stakes all the time and so bound to the heart and extreme like, of course, like, that would be, like, the ultimate energy source for the universe. Yeah. Well, women are just better at having beautiful emotions and, like, really sublime emotions, I think. Yeah, this um, this whole series includes, I think, 
three male characters, which is the baby, uh, Madoka's dad, and then the boy who plays the piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're all, like, the least compelling pieces of the show. Like, you don't yeah. even think about them at all. Um, it's, like, really, like, the realm of the vagina in this series. Yeah. And it, it is not, like, pleasant at all. Like, they don't try to, like, make it, like, seem cute and... Uh, when it's also revealed that, like, Homura is, like, a time witch who has been going back time and time again to try to, like, save Madoka from her fate. Like, we see the different things that have happened and it always ends up with the girls, like, betraying each other. Or, like, yeah. failing as women or, like, Mommy when she has that, like, face crack with the gun and is just Tries trembling kill, in horror. Yeah. And then kills Sayaka. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's a really... Now, the other male character is Kyubei, I guess. I don't have a gender for that thing. Well, they call him he. I guess they do. Yeah. I, um, I think I almost think, hmm? Do you think he's wrong? No. I mean, the whole thing with Kyubei is that he's not actually, like, that evil. He's just trying to power his civilization. Right. And, like, he's so apathetic about it all. Yeah, he's really terrifying, um on your first viewing because he seems like so cute but like a little bit like uh a little bit uncanny and then like when he gets like shot and like eats his corpses to like regenerate yes oh that's that is my favorite i was just re-watching that episode and like when homer just fills his body with holes and then he like just snarfs down his own corpse yeah it's so good yeah very beautiful moment um and then another you know, kind of running thread of this is, like, the purity of Madoka, who doesn't become a magical girl until, like, the very end. Like, she doesn't yeah. make her her contract. Um, and something I like about the show is that, like, of course, like, every, everyone is, like, subverted, and they all have, like, these, like, really, like, deep, like, uh, tragic psychologies that you have to reckon with. But Madoka is just so pure, like, the entire time. Like, she doesn't, like, get corrupted by like the evil element of the show and like she is just like the kind of like virginal like glistening icon yeah i mean her only defect is that she's like loyal to a fault Mm -hmm. to where she'll put her she tries a couple times to become a magical girl to save sayaka right and uh like i said earlier like the big reveal of the show is that homura like this like long-haired witch has been like coming or magical girl has been like coming back and like reversing time and like this endless like loop of torture to like try to like save madoka like uh repeating the same like trauma over and over again and like inherent like incidentally like uh making like these witches stronger or whatever i'm doing an incomprehensible job of like summing this up for anyone who hasn't heard <laughs> okay, before well, what i realize the thing we haven't explained yet is the magical girls fight these entities that are witches right and the witches what they do is they make people horribly depressed and want to kill themselves right and then it's my favorite reveal is that the witches are actually magical what happens to magical girls when they die is they become witches yeah when they lose all hope and they give in to despair yeah and their soul gem becomes a grief seed yes and zach and i have grief seeds tattooed on us yeah we have homer's grief seed the soul gems are like ugly well they're not ugly it's just like in tattoo form it would look like we had like a fancy little egg yeah like gay little like fancy little eggs We thought about getting Cube tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just, that's so twisted. Um the grief seed is also twisted, but um I I haven't been able to like explain like why we did the grief seed, but it does feel fitting. 
I tell people it's a reminder to never give up. <laughs> that is so cute. Because someday you'll see Zach again. Well, I think what's uh, so important is that we got like homeras, and like the whole point of her on the show is that like she is you know going through the most intense, like disturbing cosmic torture, like for her friend. Um, and in the initial run of the show, it's like presented as like really like heroic, and um, it is like this like really kind of wonderful like thing that she's doing like endlessly like torturing herself for her friend and going through all of this like cosmic torment in order to do it and it does seem really noble and I I really I really like kind of felt that in terms of friendship of like being able to like throw your whole being uh into another person and like devote yourself to your relationships it's so beautiful to me yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah but then the show ends with a with Madoka becoming God, which is <laughs> my favorite anime trope of all time, is like characters either killing or becoming God. <laughs> it like, feels is that so a right. One? Yeah, it's in a lot of like JRPGs. Like I can think of like three off the top of my head where like you have to kill God. Like Final Fantasy X two. Like um, I mean Evangelion. Like Shinji becomes God right. like multiple right. times. Like uh, any of the Shin Megami Tensei games. Like or Persona ends with you like in a fight with God usually. Hmm. Yeah, so Madoka becomes God and makes the wish that they were, like, what is it? That they are like, never magical girls. Or, like, no, the magical girls are still there, but they don't have to uh, fight witches anymore. So they she, don't become... She wishes to kill every witch before it's born. Right. So instead of the magical girls becoming wishes, uh, witches, she becomes, like, a little bit of a Jesus. She, like, goes mm-hmm. and delivers them. She just kind of removes them. And it's a, I really like that episode and, like, the conclusion to the initial series because it does, um, that, like, cosmic, like, twist of it feels really, it's so, like, I don't want to say deep, but it just, like, really feels like it, it touches, like, the entirety of reality. Like, the scope of it is, is so enormous and you would never expect, like, from the beginning of the show when it's just, like, these cute girls together that it would end on this, like, existential note that like brings like the entirety of like the human experience into her becoming god and um it's really sweet when her and homura are like parting and being always be with you uh oh also um that like madoka has to go through like the pain of like uh losing her identity and becoming a law of the universe is fascinating yeah when they don't ever really do they ever call her a god I don't think so. I think they that... They a law of the universe. Yeah, QV is like, you are not, like... This is a fate worse than death. Like, you are, like, extending your existence into, like, a permanent, like, law of reality. Yeah, she just becomes a concept. Yeah, which is yeah. so horrific. Like, that, the cow thing, and Homer, like, her endless torture were so upsetting to me on the first watch. I was, like, trembling. Yeah. The other one, Sayaka's death was also really really fucks me up every time i don't really know how i feel about her my first watch i thought she was the least compelling character and like i did not empathize with her at all but the more i watch it i actually feel like she is a really well-developed and like interesting character i found i felt the same way i found her really grating the first time we watched it because i was really frustrated that she was going to waste her wish to make like the one boy in the series make his hands better so he could play the violin again. Yeah. Like I found that very annoying and I was like annoyed that she would throw her life away for that and then like complain about it. But 
she the more I watch it the more I empathize with her and the more compelling her character is to me I like the part where uh, she's mm. on the subway with those two men and they're like talking about their girlfriends and she like yells at them <laughs> I I like uh I, I feel the same way and I think the show like kind of recognizes like her being annoying and like lets her like you know do it with like, like realism like of course like how many like teenage girls would like throw their wish at that like it's so oh, I, oh, I absolutely would yeah for so, sure so red yeah, you're very red. Yeah, I look like a little clown. It's cute. Thanks. Um, I I love uh all of like the really harshly realistic depictions of women in this. It's almost <laughs> misogynistic. But it is quite realistic. Mm-hmm. Maybe reality. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the misogynists are right. Maybe women shouldn't be allowed to vote. Well, I mean, see, look what you do here. You give them all, like, endless god powers, and all they do is, like, torment each other and, like, end up, like, psychologically cracking. That, like, face of mommy, like, holding the gun, like, being, like, is this okay? Like, I'm, we're all going to be witches. And, like, she's, like, weeping. It's so good. Well, I didn't have time to rewatch Rebellion last night, unfortunately. Well, I, I was going to move on to Rebellion here. Okay, Should we talk about, about it? it? Yeah, because I watched, like, the first 20 minutes, but correct me if I'm wrong, the whole thing is... Homer having a total crisis of identity. Well, I think um, what Rebellion is, which is, uh, it's like a follow-up movie that um, I think was like 2014 or 2015 that came out. And Mm -hmm. uh, it seems initially that the show like is like perfectly completed, but uh, as it turns out, the show is not over. And it reveals that like Homer kind of doesn't have like a a complete arc. um, And that her adoration for Madoka is actually like kind of like this poisonous and uh Mm -hmm. like satanic thing that she's that she does and she ends up um basically reorganizing the universe again Homura does this time um in order to like pursue her endless mission of like love for Madoka and it is really it's really bleak and unfair and I think people were really pissed off when it came out because they felt that it like poisoned the end of the show but actually yeah. i think it's like the truest expression of like how dark and like disastrous like this uh, obsession and like love and friendship is yeah i mean it's like uh identification with madoka or like she can't know who she is without madoka being there right yeah. And the argument, of course, is, like, well, is she, like, wrong? Or, like, is she, like, was she wrong to, like, reorganize the universe and, like, save, quote, save Madoka and, like, basically, like, break all these rules? And, like, I love the the design of her, like, of her magical girl outfit that becomes, like, the devil, literally. Like, the black devil when she uh, finally does it. And I feel like, obviously, it's, like, condemnable and, like, bad. But it's so true. And, I mean, it's, like, a testament to the overpowering, like, emotion you feel when you really commit to somebody. It's, like, it's, like, the true nature of our relationships with the other is, like, this, like, dark and nasty kind of Satan worship. Codependent. Yeah. Psychosis. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think she's wrong? No, I think she's totally in the right. I would do the exact same thing. Give any opportunity. I mean, we've talked about this a lot because we're obviously Madoka and Homura together. But I think 
at times we're both each of them because I know I exactly what you're going to ask. It's the same way I feel about us as 30 Rock characters, those in Jenna. Mm -hmm. I think we have our days where I'm your Homura and you're my Madoka and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I feel like it's definitely like that. And it probably is for like most, uh, you know, deep and consuming friendships is that they yeah. switch roles. There's no, because I think just being Madoka or just being Homura it becomes exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I mean, obviously, look what happens to Homura yeah. in Rebellion. So maybe the true lesson is that you can't, you have to switch as the Homura. Yeah, I mean... You can't just protect one person all the time. No, but I I think she's, like, really noble, and, like, the initial, like, characteristic stroke of, like, her being, like, heroic is also just as true as, like, portraying mm -hmm. her as, like, kind of being the antagonist and, like, you know, evil for doing this. Yeah, I mean, I think she is really noble, but to the to a fault, because, like, she almost kills herself trying to protect Madoka, who then has to become a concept in order to save her. Yeah, and so then when she, like, finally, like, does, like, bring her back into reality and, like, replaces her, it's, like, she ends up, like, creating, like, this, like, false reality. And I think it, it is truly one of the most, like, stark portrayals of, yeah. you know, dependence and commitment to another that I've ever seen. It's, like, by putting all of, like, these, like, typical human relationships on, like, the celestial stage, it becomes, like, infinitely more true. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to rewatch all of. Um, I didn't rewatch any of it. I literally. No, times I've only seen it like twice. That's not true. You and I watched it together. Yeah, and then we watched it with Emiliano and Connor, and then you showed it to your brother. I didn't show him Rebellion. Oh, Rebellion. Rebellion. I've watched the actual show like ten or fifteen times, probably. Yeah. I watch it all the time, but the Rebellion. My favorite part was the cake song. Oh, the cake song's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rebellion's, like, like Madoka is very cutesy and twisted in how cutesy it is. Rebellion's even worse. Because it's, like, this very trippy cuteness. And, like, it's quite uncanny. Yeah, like, the first, like, half hour that is, like, presented, like, oh, this is just, like, a continuation of, like, where things left off. And, like, they're not fighting witches anymore, but they're still magical girls. And then you, like, continue to realize that, like, something is really not right. Yeah. It makes everything going on, like, that much uh, more, it's like, very uncomfortable. Disturbing. Rebellion it is. is very disturbing, yeah. They also, like, do a lot of stuff with, like, the facial animations. And they do this, like, throughout the series. But, like, the way they, like, animate Homer's face as she's, like, reorganizing reality is yeah. incredible. She looks so unsettling. It is quite disconcerting. I just love the idea of you you know loving somebody so much that you like break the laws of reality and reorganize existence into like your own warped little diorama and i feel like everyone kind of does that like in their everyday existence and interacting with other people i mean there are definitely three people i would do that for if i could they mm -hmm. are you pushkin and my mother not emiliano Oh, yeah. I guess I would rearrange the universe <laughs> for Emiliano. But, I mean, I think everyone does constantly rearrange the universe because... You yeah, know, you all... rearrange your own mental universe every time you see a hot guy on the bus. No, so true. Like, ex <laughs> it's exactly correct. Like, everyone is, like, trapped in their own, like, subjective little universe. And, you know, we have to have our own little cubase to, like, milk power from our suffering. And, yeah. you know... 
to like live in that universe and then to want to bring somebody into it because you love them so much like you do have to like recreate reality and you have to like reform it into like these like twisted and unacceptable forms i think absolutely everybody does this and that's like the incredible power of rebellion it's like manifesting it in this like fantasy sci-fi like ultra cosmic final stage of reality it's like so true (laughs) yeah yeah i think so i think monica kind of does it for homer at the beginning too but she kind of does it for like a love of all friendship it's Mm -hmm. not just for homer because she saves everybody yeah no she does too for sure and i think even before she like makes like the sacrifice to become a concept and like save all magical girls like Madoka is, like, definitely, like, constantly, like, recreating the world and her subjectivity as, like, you know, this, like, cute little stage for her friendship. And, like, initially she's, like, oh, like, I'm going to wish for a big feast and then we can fight witches together. We're going to have a cake. Yeah. And it's, like, so stupid. It's, like, so trite and dumb when, like, mommy then immediately dies and you're, like, oh, my God, you're going to, like, literally, like, die for a fucking cake feast? Stupid girl. Would you die for a cake feast? No. Mm. Would you? With my friends. <laughs> <laughs> would you make the contract? Totally. Yeah, yeah. I would totally make the contract. Even knowing what happens, I would make the contract. I would make the contract. My wish would be that Zach is stuck with me forever. Even after we become witches and concepts, we're still <laughs> to each other's sides. <laughs> I'm going to wish for... um. I'm going to wish for a Sylvester Stallone, like, sex android in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, bitch. And (laughs) I love it also, like, they get, like, powers, like, from, like, their uh, their wishes. What their wishes, yeah. Yeah. So, like, what am I going to (laughs) get for my Sylvester Stallone sex doll wish? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, so Sylvester Stallone would be your celeb sex doll? I don't know who my... I think like, I I've, I'm pretty settled on him. I every time I look at a picture of him, I get like this like rush of the sublime. I don't know who mine would be. Women don't like really like find male celebrities attractive in the way that gay men do. Mm, yeah, I think also like I think a lot of women tend to like like a unique facial feature sort of thing, mm. and. Or, like, it's not so much about, like, the brawn as it is the whatever little personality indicator. Mm-hmm. I do really think James Gandolfini is a really attractive man. Is he that guy from The Sopranos? Yeah, honestly, that was a bit of an awakening for me. It explained a lot. I've heard a lot. I think a lot of girls have this experience. No, they like the they like the young guy. Oh, I haven't seen The Sopranos. I know. I, I try to watch it. It just stresses me out, though. I want to watch it, but I just, it's like, uh, all, like, the older prestige television, it's, like, it's been, like, so commented upon and, like, seen at this point that, like, I just can't, like, get to it anymore. It's hard for, like, the family drama stresses me out. Not <laughs> the your mafia. big Italian family. No, no, not even that. It's just, like, it, I don't know, just seeing that much strife, kind of, that is... Like, it's, like, a very masculine strife that is kind of stressful to watch. Yeah, and then meanwhile, with Madoka, we have, like, the epitome of feminine strife. Yes, yeah. And I think that's why Madoka resonates with me so much more is because it is a very feminine, um, like, just constant 
barrage of depression and anguish. Yeah. And I mean, even still, like, I think, you know, even despite, like, it's, like, trauma and, like, how, like, shocking it is and, like, the kind of cruelty of, like, rebellion, I still, like, do find it overall, like, very, um, I don't want to say empowering because that's, like, a stupid word, but it, like, it definitely feels, like, it it gives you strength or something. No, it does. It's invigorating. Like it is, it is really invigorating. Yeah. yeah, there is something. I don't also don't like the word empowering because. Um, yeah, context. It's the corniest, yeah, but it is uh, invigorating and it does make you feel like a little sigh of relief, kind of watching it. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's because it makes me feel somewhat seen in my in my you, you feel represented feel represented by um these anguishing young girls who are really ultimately only fighting against themselves yeah and i think it's that's one of the things that like makes it like one of the most like feminine like series ever created is that like it really is like the minutia of like their struggles of of the feminine are all like not kind of based around the things you might imagine which is like I don't know, like, turmoil over men. It's, like, it's, like, a lot of, like, the cattiness of, uh, like, their interpersonal relationships and, like, their obsessions and, like, hatred of each other. Like, the group dynamic of the magical girls is, like, always, like, never comfortable. Like, they hate mommy. Like, Kyoko is, like, always, like, initially trying to kill them at first. Like, um, Sayaka and Madoka are always, like, you know, feuding and, like, Sayaka is, like, so jealous all the time. Like, the way that their relationships are set up is, like, it's very much HBO girls. Here's a question. Which HBO girls character do you think each magical girl is? Okay. Um, Kyoko is Marnie. Sorry. No, really? I'm going to say Homura is Marnie. Okay. No, Homura. Homura is absolutely Marnie. Marnie is always constantly trying to save that. Hannah. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say Homura or Marnie is Sayaka, but I think you're right. And uh, that could also be true. But Sayaka... Honestly, actually, Sayaka might be Hannah. Could be true. Yeah, because she's so jealous and whiny. Kyoko is very easily Shoshana. Yeah. Yeah. Shoshana's like (laughs) Kyubei. The beach house scene. (laughs) (laughs) Shoshana actually might be Madoka. That could be true too. It could all like be that's true. The closest approximation, and then Jessa would be Sayaka. I forgot that Jessa is in the show. I always forget about her. Oh no, Jessa would be Kyoko. I like I st- Jessa. I, yeah, I guess so. Jessa's fine. Adam would be Kyubei. Oh, cute. Imagine oh, no. this is imagine it's Madoka, but it's Adam Driver is Kyubei. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's his character's name? Adam. Okay, okay. I, I forgot for a second. I thought I was just being crazy. No, that's his name in the series Eli- as well. Elijah. Is that his name? That's also Cube. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I always think of you and me as Hannah and Elijah, but it's reversed. Yeah, I, I agree. about Kurt and Rachel from Glee. Mm. You're such a Rachel. That's really vicious to say. <laughs> You'd get mad if I said you were a Kurt as well. Yeah, because people used to say that to me in high school. Yeah, you're not, you're not, though. You have the ambition of Rachel. Everyone also told me that I looked like Kurt. You don't. I know. It's really cruel. Yeah. You're much prettier than him. I mean, that's a low bar. (laughs) He never looked good. What did you think? Did you think Darren Chris was hot? No. 
I always thought he was so cute. I don't get it. He's for women. Yeah. I I don't I think I thought like uh Sam I don't want to talk about this. No, let's talk about this. The I people, don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> the people want to hear it. I don't want to say it. Say it. I don't want say to. Dare you? No. You thought the blonde kid you thought the blonde kid with the weird mouth was cute? A little. I liked um Puck. Oh, the child molester. Yeah. Well, no, he's just a, a pornography viewer. Yeah. Yeah, no molestation. And then he died because he killed himself. Rest in peace. The witches got him. <laughs> <laughs> the Monaco witches got oh Puck God. from Glee. I have to tell you something funny after this. You've said that like three times. <clears throat> I know. I'm well, do we have any final thoughts about Madoka? I think I've said everything I need to say about Madoka. Hmm. Anything more to, to be said? I'm wondering if I should make, make some grand final point, but it really is the morning. We made, a, we made a grand final point. We made a lot of grand final points. What? That I thought Sam from Glee is cute? Yeah, that's fucked up of you. But, um... What did, did you th- ever think that Will Schuster was hot? A little. Yeah, I did too. You just a little. I, like, I don't like myself for thinking that, but like, as just a meat stick. I mean, yeah. I, 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 oh, God, this is so upsetting. Glee <laughs> was really cancerous for our generation. I think they should bring it back. <laughs> I think they should I too. Zoomer Glee. Oh my god, Zoomer Glee would be incredible. Okay, honestly, the new Gossip Girl was literally just Zoomer Glee without the music. Well, that sounds, like, awful. Awful. Isn't Tavi Jennison, or whatever her name is, like, the rookie yeah. editor, like, in the I show? I love her. She was honestly, me like, too. She was really influential for me in high school. Once somebody told me that I reminded them of her, and I, like, that is the best compliment I've ever gotten. Like, Well, I guess we can wrap it up there, because we, Ava loves a, ta- a tangent. No, I was going to say she's in it. She does a fine job. It's just, that's one of my favorite shows. That's what I want to make you watch. Actually, you should watch Gossip Girl. Oh, no. Yay. Gossip Girl is so long, and it's 42-minute so episodes. Okay, at least, at least watch, okay, in that case, watch up until the fourth season. This is my torture. Watch up until, this is your homework. Watch up until the fourth season, and if you don't like it, you can stop. This is literally, like, worse than Homer's time loops. It's, like, me having to watch Gossip Girl. At least it's not Scandal. I was going to make you watch Scandal, not even because I think you'd like it or because I think it's good, but it's because it's the worst show ever, (laughs) and, like, I wanted to force you to watch something. Yeah, that's a true... You're going to do that and milk my emotional power from me like Cuban. (laughs) No, you, you, you like Gossip Girl. It's really good.